Hi, and welcome back to Stressed, the podcast to develop your stress resilience. I am super excited that you are here today to watch or listen to today's podcast episode on how to manage stress in emergency situations. I am sure that you know the feeling. Sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we are feeling extremely stressed. There might be some signals in our body that are giving us a sign that there's a lot of stuff going on right now. And we don't really know what to do. We don't really know how to handle the situation. So today I really want to do a deep dive into a couple of tools and techniques that you can use when you're finding yourself in a stressful, overwhelming, exhausting situation. And before I jump in, for those of you that are watching my video, welcome to my new video set. I am so excited that I have a new video set for my YouTube videos and that you might have watched already as well on my YouTube channel at Julia Arndt. And so yeah, so here we are in my new video set and this is where you're going to see me going forward on a regular basis for both my podcast episodes as well as my regular content that I'm publishing on YouTube every Friday. Okay, so let's jump into the topic how you can manage stress in emergency situations. And I already kind of touched the subject when I was introducing the topic today because first of all, you need to recognize and be aware that you are stressed and you do this by knowing your early warning signals. And your early warning signals can be anything from feeling tired, unfocused, unconcentrated. Those are kind of the, the easy warning signals, but then you could be feeling out of breath or you feel that you have an elevated heart rate, even though you might be sitting at your desk and there's not really a reason for you having a very pounding heart. It could also be that you're feeling really edgy and you're taking things personally. Um, there's a lot of different signals and they're very individual from person to person. So first of all, you need to know what is going on and you need to be aware of it. So it's almost that you're kind of taking a step back and you're like, oh, okay, here's my early warning signal. I know that something is going on that is really stressing me right now. What can I do? And the second step of this process is really to take a step back and to take a break, for example, because when you're feeling really stressed, there's a lot of adrenaline and cortisol, the two main stress hormones that are going through your body. And you want to make sure that you're kind of getting them a little bit decreased and that you're getting your parasympathetic nervous system activated. And in order to do that, you can do anything from taking a short break. You could even just stay at your desk close your eyes and just take a few mindful breaths because what is really fascinating is that it only takes 90 seconds of deep focused breathing to activate your parasympathetic nervous system. And that is why so many people nowadays talk about the power of meditation and the, top, the power of breathing because it's just really helpful because your parasympathetic nervous system is activated and you can relax a little bit. That might help you, but if you are in a really stressful situation, you might actually want to completely step away from it for a couple of minutes to get a clear head. Because sometimes we're getting triggered by something, you know, it can be a conversation with a coworker, it could be an email that is coming in and that has given you a lot of anxiety. Whatever it is, 
it is sometimes really recommended to take a step back and to relax. And so you can, for example, take a break by going outside for a short walk or just change of scenery can be really helpful. Also, what is always really helpful and that I recommend to my clients on a regular basis is to just get up and get a glass of water. Because when our brain is dehydrated, that can put a lot of pressure and stress on our system. And oftentimes we are dehydrated, let's be honest. There's very often when we kind of slack on, on drinking on a regular basis. So getting a glass of water can be really helpful. Okay, so now you know what to do. First of all, you are aware of your early warning signals, so you recognize that one of your early warning signals is showing up that is telling you that there's something in your life that is stressing you right now. And the second step is to take a break. The third step is to think about something positive. And that might sound super weird right now, but there's a lot of power around thoughts. We have so many thoughts during the day. We say that usually you have between 60,000 and 80,000 thoughts a day and 90% of these thoughts are repetitive and thoughts create stress. So stress can be produced by thought alone. And so when we are in a stressful situation, what is really happening is that you probably have a negative thought. And so you can counterbalance that basically by thinking about something positive. Because so often we are looking at all of the things that are not working as we would like them to work in that given situation, but we never really take a step back and think about all of the good things that might have happened in that situation. Let me give you an example. For example, you're working on a super tiring project at the moment and that there's something that is going wrong. Maybe you have a conflict with a stakeholder, Maybe um, you, you have a conflict um, because there is some communication that has been going wrong and all of a sudden everything can feel overwhelming and we are feeling frustrated. And overall though, the project is going super well. And what I love to do, there's two tools actually that you can use in order to think positive. First of all, you can practice gratitude and you can just think about maybe three to five things that you are grateful for in today's day. So, you know, it can be something super big and it can be, can be something super small. Could be like the sun is shining outside and that makes me super happy or I hear, I heard some birds chirping on my way to work and it could obviously be something really big like I'm really grateful to work for this company or I'm really grateful to have the opportunity to work on such a big project and that I'm learning through the challenges that I face. That could be one tool of thinking positively and the other tool that you can do in order to practice positivity is to write a reverse to-do list. I don't know if you have ever heard about reverse to-do lists, but they're extremely powerful because what you do with a reverse to-do list is you're not writing down all of the things that you still have to get done, but you're writing down all of the things that you have already achieved, all of the things that you have already done for this project, for whatever it is, all of the things maybe that you have accomplished during the day. And it can be really powerful to have that list in front of you. And it can also be really helpful if you're finding yourself in a difficult situation 
to get a little bit of structure around what is going on in that given moment. So thinking positive is a really powerful tool that you can use when you find yourself in an emergency situation. And that can be practiced. I know it might not seem natural in, in a situation when you're feeling stressed to think about something positive, but it can really be practiced and learned. And you know it takes a little bit of time to create new habits, so just kind of think about this the next time when you find yourself in a stressful situation and think about what is actually going really well today. What have I achieved? What have I done? What have I accomplished? And when you're doing this on a regular basis, these thoughts will become more automatic. And so it is really good to have that tool in your pocket. Step number four, when you find yourself in a stressful situation, is to take control or let it go. There's a really powerful tool in stress management that says that you can only influence so much. And so often we are really worried about things that are laying outside of our sphere of control. Let me give you an example. When you are working for a company and you have a lot of organizational changes, for example, maybe your manager just left the company or moved to another role, or you have a conflict with a coworker, or you are really upset because you've been fighting with your partner, for example, right? It can be, it doesn't have to be in like at the workplace. It can absolutely be something that is stressing you outside of work as well. And so often we are worried about things that lay actually, to be honest, outside of our control. And so this is really important to take a step back here as well and to think about does, does the issue that I'm facing right now lay within my sphere of control or does it lay outside of my sphere of control? And if it lays inside your sphere of control, so if you have power to change the situation, then obviously go for it. If it is a strong yes, then you can change something and you can take action. However, if it is not a heck yes, it is probably a heck no. And so you have to be really honest with yourself and tell yourself, oh yeah, this is actually something that I cannot control, so I should probably let it go. And so often we spend so much time and energy on worrying about things that lay outside of our sphere of control. So it is really important to ask yourself that question and then to make the decision of if you can influence it or if you can't, then to move on and really let it go. Because especially when we are in a cycle of stress, if our stress levels are already elevated, we might feel way more quickly stressed by other things that are going on in our lives and we might spend a lot of time and energy complaining about the situation, worrying about the situation, talking with other people about the situation. But if we are honest with ourselves, we can't control the situation. So a very powerful tool, the sphere of control. Take control or let it go. And step number five is to get support. Because sometimes we find ourselves in a situation where we don't really know what to do next. We have maybe gone through all of the four steps. So you have created awareness and you are aware of your early warning signals. You took a step back and a break. You thought positive thoughts and you 
thought about if that current situation lies within your sphere of control or outside of your sphere of control. And yet you went through all of the different things and you're still like, I don't really know what to do. I'm in a situation that is a little bit tricky and it's really difficult for me to make a decision. And that is a really good point to really reach out to a friend, to a family member, maybe to a coworker, maybe to a stakeholder, maybe to your manager, to really get a second unbiased opinion. And it is really important here as well that you don't get sucked in by the worries and by the thoughts that you have and getting bound up in your own story, but to really take a kind of objective step at what you're going through and really not just talking about the situation. Sometimes I agree, it's, it's really often that first of all, we need to empty out and we need to let all of our thoughts and our worries out. And that can be already really helpful. But the second step is also always to create an action plan and be really clear about what are your next steps for this specific situation to really move forward. And this is especially true when you have, for example, a conflict with your partner. Because so often, and I experience this myself, we get in a fight with our partner and we might scream at each other or um, we, we might fight about something and then we kind of blow off steam by, by being angry and by fighting. But then you just kind of make up and nothing has come out of the situation. And that can be really frustrating, right? Because maybe two weeks down the line, the exact same situation is coming up again and you haven't found a solution. So it is always really important to think about the next steps and the solution, even if the solution is that you need to let it go. Or if the solution is, this is the only thing that I can change for the given situation and then to move on with that. But that's really, really important to keep in mind. So those are the five steps of how you can manage stress in emergency situations. I'm going to summarize them one more time. So step number one is to create awareness around your own early warning signals. And you can really do this exercise. You could even write these five things down and then you can really write it out in order to kind of become more aware. And for me, journaling is a really powerful tool as well to decrease my stress levels. So step number one, be aware around your early warning signals. Step number two is to take a break and take a step away from the situation. Step number three, think positive. Step number four, take control or let it go. And step number five is to get support. So I hope this was helpful for you today. I have prepared a PDF file for you that you can download by going to my website. So just enter www.bluemountainmindfulness.com and on my homepage, you can get an overview and the summary of those five steps for yourself as a printout. And that can help you really to have a daily reminder, putting it on your desk or maybe putting it at your fridge at home to really remind yourself of these five steps that you can take in emergency situations when you're feeling extremely stressed. So with this said, 
I hope this was helpful for you. Thank you so much for checking out today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for being a listener that is always coming back and that is always listening to my podcasts. If you like the content that you heard today, I would be extremely grateful if you would share this podcast episode with your friend, with a family member or with your coworker. And I would love to see you on my YouTube channel as well, where I'm posting regular content every Monday and every Friday. So thank you so much. I wish you a wonderful rest of the week. With gratitude, Julia.